Welcome to Food Safety University, episode 11, Doing the Small Stuff. Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast presented by Dr. Michelle Fanenstiel of Dirigo Food Safety. Tune in to learn food safety in plain English. We will break down the ins and outs of the food code, HACCP plans, you name it. We make food safety simple, easy, and even fun. Now here is your host, Dr. P. Welcome, everybody. Here we go. You think I'm going live? There we go. I think I'm live now. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Uh, it's great to be here. It's another beautiful, beautiful day. The sun is shining. There are just a couple of clouds in the sky. And I'm happy to report I looked out the window yesterday at some maybe quarter to six, and there was still light in the sky. The days are getting longer, which is amazing. It's an amazing time uh, to be recording this podcast. It's an amazing time to be in food and food production uh, because there is so, it has just become so clear this week. There is so much that we get to do in food production. I I spent uh, this past weekend at Comfort Farms at their uh, boucherie, it's called the Pied du Mont Boucherie, and it's specifically for veterans and teaching veterans, and bringing them together around food and food production. And it's an honor to be there. Uh, it's my second year going. And for those of you who don't know, I am a veteran. <laughs> and it's so much fun to be there uh, with my people and learning and listening to what chefs and farmers and ranchers and meat processors are going through because it always gives me a new perspective. And that's really what I'm talking about in the podcast this week is I'm talking about that perspective. I have spent the last couple of weeks doing on-farm slaughter and uh, very like this weekend I'm going to do I'm going to post a live that I did over on a Facebook page called the Salt Cured Pig which I'm pretty heavily associated with uh, where I talked about the steps of on-farm slaughter so look for a mini-sode coming up uh, this weekend on that uh, so you know the steps of how to do on-farm slaughter and that got me when I did that, when I did that and, 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 you know, and the work that I've been doing on farm these past couple of weeks, it brought to mind why we're doing what we're doing here. Okay. And so that's what today's episode is about. And it, I've been doing a lot of deep thinking about Food Safety University um, and about my clients and why they come to me and what problems that they're solving. Because here's the thing is that everybody comes to me and they want, they need to solve a big problem. Either they're in recall, okay, and we've really got to solve that problem. <laughs> they need a HACCP plan, they need a preventive controls plan, or they need, uh, to, they need to start their business and they want food safety to start their business, or they have a customer asking for a food safety audit. That's literally like 99.999% of my business is people who want those things. So if that's you, Food Safety University is exactly what you need. Um, but the question is why? And why Why is it so valuable? And uh, what, is it, what does it mean to actually do food safety and to have your food safety squared away? So today's episode is all about um, doing the small things to get the big things. So, 
we want to knock it out of the park on the first try most times because we want something to get done and be done. But here's the deal. Food safety is worth doing because it's worth failing at. People come to me because they're afraid to fail or they've already failed and they think it means they are a failure, that their business is a failure, they're going to go out of business or their business will never be successful. And while I can tell you nobody who I've ever done a recall with has ever gone out of business, um, they all have stronger um, relationships with the, their supply chain and their demand chain as a result of their recall. The reason that happens is, is because they, they are willing to do the small things because it's the small things that lead to the massive change that we're looking for in our food system. And food safety as part of your business is a series of small things. And doing small things well requires support. That's why in our six step process, I always talk about form your team. Okay, I'm on your team. If you can hear my voice right now, I'm on your team. Just because you don't pay me money and the vast majority of my listeners don't pay me money, I'm still on your team. Why? Because you're listening to me and you're paying me in time instead of money. That makes you part of the, that makes me part of your team. I think of you as part of my team. You know, I have, you've heard me talk about before the six assets in your business. Your customers are the number three asset in your business. So, and you are my customer and, and you are the number three asset in my business. Number one is my brain and number two is the brain of the people, the brains of the people who work for me. But number three is, is, is my customers' businesses. And that's why I coach. And that's why I talk about Food Safety University as a coaching platform as well as a training and documentation platform. Because um, it's the intersection of those three things. Think of them as a triangle, as coaching, documentation, and training. Because I can vomit documentation and training on your head and food safety can still be hard. I know this is true because I have done it. I give away free coaching every week. I give away documentation. I teach people how to use documentation. You can, I mean, you can essentially take an entire HACCP class over on my YouTube channel. Okay, you can go into the Salt Cured Pig uh, and get massive amounts of documentation. I have given away so many SOPs and things like that and people still struggle because they want the they want the big win and they think that by getting the big win everything's going to be better but it's just not true and so when you're looking to solve a food safety problem everybody starts with hey dr p how do i do this how do i survive this recall how do i get this new client how do i get an audit how do i write a hazard plan and I totally get it. Those are incredibly important questions to answer, but they're not the first questions that you need to answer. The f Once you know what results you're trying to create, grow your business, scale your business, start your business, pass an audit, whatever that is, I really want you to dive into the question of who are you gonna be while you're doing that? See, I spent a long time in my life uh, being somebody who has a lot of grit and determination and knows what to do and does it no matter what. And there is certainly 
space for that in the business world. Maybe more people should do what they said they were going to do no matter what and focus so hard on 100% results for their clients. And I did that for a very long time. I focused on doing what I said I would do no matter what and seeing my commitments through um, to the detriment of everything else. Okay. I got through vet school. I would just, I so remember, you know, when I was in vet school and I would, it would be the beginning of a new trimester or we started a new class. And, you know, guys, I mean, we took, I, I think I counted at one point that we were taking the equivalent of 26 credits in one semester, um, just based on all the classes. We had tests every day, we had labs, we had, and the stuff we deal with is really quite complicated. I mean, the reason I'm able to answer all y'all's questions about parasites is because it's been a long time in parasitology, <laughs> right? <laughs> and got an A in it, and that took a lot of work. <laughs> but I did that with holding my breath, with my head down and charging, and ignoring how, how, painful that was um, in a lot of in a lot of ways that you know I discovered in vet school that that disease is violent and so medicine is violent um, and I see it in a way that a lot of people don't see it and I'm okay with that I'm okay with medicine being violent and and coaching myself around how to um, work with animals so that they can um, so that they can heal that's what veterinarians do right but I came to the point where I'm much more interested in creating the systems so that Americans can feed Americans, uh, which is a skill set that I have based on the work that I did in both vet school and the Army. And that doesn't sound like a, a, a normal transition to most people, but I promise you there was a good transition there. And it was, it was all about feeding my family and making marginal improvements in how I fed myself so I could, because I was nursing my kids, um, how I fed myself and how I could be, um, how I could be a mom who, who supported the local economy with her food choices. And that's where my business really began. It began with supporting the economy with my local food choices and then listening to farmers and ranchers and figuring out that they had a real problem processing. But it was a, it was the accumulation of small steps. It was the accumulation of deciding to do something different every day to create this world that I want to live in. And recently, it has been the decision to be really true to who I am and live in my values about what I believe. And for better or for worse, guys, I truly believe the way to successful food and farming programs is by doing the right thing the right way every single time you do it, and that is food safety. That is implementing your systems. It is having tough conversations with your suppliers about what their food safety plan is. It's about what Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify every single aspect. It's not enough to write a HACCP plan. You've got to show up to that HACCP plan every single time that you do it. And it's going to be a lot easier if you decide that living in a food safety culture is part of your values. And so if you are, if you're watching this video or you're watching us live, 
I have my values. Oh, I'm pointing them at the pointing them at the camera. I have my values sitting in front of me on my desk, and it's love, service, and self-respect. And whenever I'm tied up in knots, whenever the sales are not coming, whenever uh, we've got you know drama going on or whatever, I can I can look and I can ask myself, what would love do here? What would service do here? And what would self-respect do here? And I get to ask that question of myself when I'm serving my clients. But in turn, you can ask those questions. And if you get on a consult call with me, which is how I sell uh, Food Safety University, we, just, we book a call. And we get on a call, and, and often I ask people, what result are you trying to create? And who do you want to be while you're creating that result? Because you can be a miserable sod of a human being and yelling at people because they're doing shit wrong and, and, and create safe food. I promise you, you can do it. I have seen it work for very short periods of time. <laughs> okay. But if you want to build the sustainable business that you are looking for, if you want to build the wealth and the community, uh, that allows you to go on vacation, <laughs> that allows you the freedom to, not, not just the financial freedom, but the emotional freedom to step away from the business, which is what most people want. We don't, we overwork and we under celebrate, we under relax. You know, it's like relaxing is anathema to us uh, as Americans and especially my, the veterans I work with. It's like, you know, uh, if I relax, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. But the real small step in that is learning to be still with yourself. Um, learning to be still with yourself so you can, you can bring yourself back to your values. We spend so much time in stress response, in fighting, in freezing, uh, in running away, or in trying to make people like us. And we do that with our food safety planning all the time. Uh, and we do it because uh, a lot of times we're afraid. We're afraid to talk to people. Uh, we're afraid that we're going to make the wrong decision and that we're going to make a mistake and it's going to have disastrous consequences. And we do a lot of things instead of just allowing ourselves to feel fear. And the best small step that you can take uh, to create an amazing food safety plan is to know that fear is part of the process and that it's supposed to be part of the process. Being afraid you're going to poison your customers is no bad thing. Letting that fear dominate your life so that you're frantically whizzing around trying to do all of the things and um, to not poison that customer instead of feeling that fear is the long way around. <laughs> and that's the way around a lot of you take. If I just do something more, if I just apply the acetic acid solution, perfectly nothing bad will happen. That's not how it works. Um, not killing your customers with your food is the culmination of every small step that you take. Um, and those small steps will create the impact that you want, whether it's safe food or unsafe food, whether it's food on hold or food that has shipped. Uh, based on what you're thinking about at the time. Because if you're thinking about, I just got to get through this, I just got to get through this. I mean, how many of you think that throughout the day? I just got to get through this. That is such a habitual thought for so many of us in so many situations. 
But when you're when when you, all you want to do is get through this, um, you rush. Um, you think you're paying attention. You multitask, and I have to tell you, the enemy of food safety is multitasking. You're short with people, and you're not paying attention to your documentation. And I know this because I see you guys do it. I see you do it all the time, and then I have to come in and try and fix it. Because the truth is, is that if you look at yourself as you're rushing to get through things, it's because you're avoiding negative emotion. Because you're afraid of it, because none of us are taught to deal with our negative emotions. And we have negative emotion at work, guys. Most of us are only willing to express our negative emotion at work. Right? When was the last time you expressed real positive emotion at work? We spend 80% of our waking lives with the people that we work with, guys, and we're mostly expressing negative emotion towards them. That's kind of why our workplaces are miserable places to be. One of the brightest spots I have in my day, at the end of the day, is I tell people from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all the hard work that you do. And I don't tell it to them because I want them to like me. Some of them like me, some of them don't like me. I, I tell it to them because it makes me feel good. Because it makes, it, it, it help, it, that question is me living in my values of, of, of love to the people that I work with because they are important people and they do important things. And so your food safety plan and your food safety planning is the culmination of all of those thoughts and feelings. And when you're rushing through something and you're, you're, you're determined just to get through it, all you're doing is building evidence for how damn hard it all is, how crazy it is that you have to do it, how horrible it is, how the government hates you. You're building all of this evidence that it's like ruinous to be able to do food safety. The natural result of that is you're going to do your food safety really, really badly. Okay, And so if you're in a continuous stress response while you're writing your HACCP plans or validating your HACCP plans or doing your sanitation and you're, just, and, and, and you're not creating the space for you to do that one thing that you're doing, you're going to create the results of not making safe food. Uh, I see it all the time. Or you're going to waste an epic amount of time. Uh, take Deciding to do the small things well is what leads you to doing the big things well. And those small things start with... Uh, looking at your standard operating procedures, looking at your programs, following the process that I lay out for you guys. And it's really quite simple. You decide who's the team that's, that's in charge of that, that program. You decide what problem that program solves for you. Okay, so let's take sanitation. You probably have a sanitation team. Uh, who is that team? What problem are you solving? Sanitation is required to solve a lot of problems. It is required to create the conditions to create safe food. If you have a sanitation and preventive control, it's legally required for you to do your sanitation well, okay? 
So what problem are you solving? You're solving the problem of removing the grit and the food and the grime and the fat and the proteins and the carbohydrates and the blood and the guts and the gore from your food contact services so that you can create safe foods, so that you can remove pathogens, you can remove chemicals sometimes. You can make sure that your facility isn't falling in your food. That's the problem you're solving. Who are you solving that problem for? You're solving that problem for your customers so you don't kill them. You're solving the problem for your regulators so that you can meet federal regulation. And if you're getting an audit, you're solving the problem for the audit, the auditor so that you can, uh, you can prove that you're doing things correctly. But you're also solving problems for yourself. Uh, you're creating the business that you want to be in. And so only once have you done all of those three steps do you say, okay, well, how am I going to do it? And that's when you pull out the SOP and you read it and you figure out which hazards are not reasonably likely to occur. And then you go implement it. Okay. You got to go implement it. That's step five. You got to do it the right way every single time that you do it. And then you've got to evaluate and review those sanitation checklists that I hand all y'all. Those are not so you can like have another piece of paper in front of you. What if you just took the small step today of deciding your sanitation paperwork is worth doing an after action review on and you take five minutes after you do sanitation and look at what went well, what didn't go well, and what are you going to do differently tomorrow? That is the fastest way to improve your food safety. And then you just lather, rinse, repeat on all of your all of your programs and processes. That's the process, guys. It's all small steps. It is all small steps. And I can apply those six steps that I just listed out uh, to any program I write. I can apply it to HACCP planning. I can apply it to preventive controls planning. Mm -hmm. Because it's individual steps that, that grow to large changes that create the sustainable sustainable business that you are looking to create. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, that's what we got for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are ready to take that next small step, that next small step really is downloading those 12 steps of HACCP at foodsafetyuniversity.com. And if you've already gotten that, because I know a whole bunch of you have gotten that and are wondering what to do next, all you need to do is hit reply to one of our emails and um, we will get on the phone. Let's book a consult and talk about all those small steps and what a difference they'll make for you. All right. I love you all. You're completely amazing. Have a week full of awesome. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button and check us out at foodsafetyuniversity.com. We have free food safety guides waiting for you. See you next time. Thank you.